Well, here we are again with another episode of Something to Talk About, right? Good morning. Yeah. She's still Vaughn. He's still Stuart. Yeah, we're, we're still here on opposite sides of the screen where, <laughs> where, where we are every Wednesday. Yep. And I got, I got some big news for you. What's Vaughn. your news? We have a sponsor. Oh, that's awesome. Tell us we about it. We have a sponsor, Irving Chung, who is a franchise consultant. Uh, his his company is bigconsideration.com. You can go to www.bigconsideration.com, or the phone number is on the screen right there. You can give him a call. If you have ever had the idea of wanting to be your own boss and be in your own business, and you thought, you know, maybe I'd like to go into franchising, you need to call Irving Chung because no obligation. He doesn't get paid by for consulting with you. There's no fees involved. The consult, consult is free and there is no obligation. You can learn a lot about franchising and you can find out that there are franchises available that are out there that don't cost a lot of moolah so you can get into franchising. But we'll be talking more about it each each week uh, and sharing more information about Irving Chung uh, and bigconsideration.com. So we thank so you whatever, for sponsoring. So whatever, Stuart, whatever your business, he can help you turn it into a, a franchise. and Well, it may, maybe that, but more so if you're already working and you say, you know, I'd like to do a little something on the side, you can actually be working full-time and still own and have a franchise that you can build. He is not only helps people with franchises as a consultant, but he also is a franchisee. You've heard of Cycle Bar. Yes. That's Irving Chung. He, okay. has, the, oh, he okay. has the Cycle Bar, and he is an avid, uh, uh, an avid stationary cyclist. And he leads classes, and so he knows what he's talking about. So they can great. That's great. Yeah, well, and we'll talk about it. And we may invite him to come on our show sometime to talk about what he is doing in the franchise area too. Uh, so I'm sure he'd love to share that information with you and with all the rest of our audience. Perfect. So, so how are you? I'm all good. And how about you? I'm, I'm good. Good. I, you're, uh, you're 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 finished with the graduation. It's behind you, and all. Now you're down to to, to one youngin left in college. Yes. And uh, Elizabeth's a sophomore, so we got her all moved out of her dorm, and then she'll be moving into um, what was Emily's old house uh, that where Emily lives. Oh, she yep, she's a yep. she's a she's a house legacy, huh? She's a house legacy, exactly. They they <laughs> they call it passing down, and so they pass the house down to Elizabeth and a couple of her friends, and. Cool. So we'll, we're doing a lot of moving. The, the theme of this summer seems to be shaping up to be move day because <laughs> we moved Ellie out of her dorm. We will, in a month or so, move Emily out of her house. Then after that, we'll move Elizabeth into her house. My parents Shoot. are moving. Matthew and Jenna are moving. We've got a lot of, a lot of people. We're, we're all moving you around. might want to talk to Irving about getting into a moving franchise. <laughs> Actually, yeah, seriously. Um, you're yes, doing a lot of it. Because yeah, then you're, this... you're going down to help help relo relocate your folks down yes. in, in Houston, too. So you're right. going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep on moving. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to do that just to kind of help them sort through. You know, moving is not only physically exhausting, but it's mentally exhausting. Um 
yeah, we moved a lot. Phil and I moved a lot and, and it was tiring, especially when you were moving with young kids, you know, you're trying to do things and chase sure. toddlers around and it's a whole, you know, moving is what one of the top most, most stressful times in a person's life. So, you know, no matter what age, it's just a, it's just an exhausting experience, but mom and dad are um, at an age where um, really moving for them is going to be emotional just because um, they're downsizing. And I think when, when you add that, it's one thing if you're just moving from one square footage to a similar square footage and, and it's like a, a square peg into a square hole, but this is going to be a little bit, cause they're going to have to, they're going to have to part with some things and that's going to be very difficult. So we're going to go down and help them kind of organize the house and, and kind of uh, make piles of what's, what's going to go with them. What's going to, what's going to be donated, what's going to be sold, what's going to be, you know, given away. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a very emotional, you know, process. And And you're doing it absolutely the right way because uh, far too often people that are moving, whether they're moving into a bigger house or they're downsizing, moving to a smaller house, the worst thing you can do is to pack up everything you've got currently and say, well, I'll go through it after we move. Why move it all and have to pack it and unpack it when now is the time to go through and say, I don't need all of these books. I don't need all of these uh, uh, extra pieces of artwork, whatever. I don't need all of this clothing. Right. And, and donate it and eliminate it now. That way you don't have to carry it forward to the next place and then say, you know, I don't know why I brought this. I don't really need it. I'm not going to use it. Exactly. And, you know, purging or excuse me, moving is a very good time to purge. Exactly like what you just said. Right. Phil and I, let's see, we moved one, two, three, four, five times, I guess. And we always used it as an opportunity to purge. And I think that that's important. Um, and so early on, the purging was was pretty easy. You know, it was toys, kids' toys that they don't use anymore and clothes that don't fit and whatever. Right. But I just think in this case right now, it's, it's just going to be a little bit different because um, there are things that they just simply won't have room for that they don't want to get rid of. I, I was I was just going to mention know? that very very often for so many years you've had that that large family room couch you know the couch and the and the, the love seat and and two three more chairs and you realize that I really don't need all of that or I've had that for many years and it's it's you know been comfortable and all but maybe it's the time to donate that away and then when we move into the new house based on the new space get something that's new and comfortable for the new for the new days ahead. And that's exactly, I agree with you, Stuart, and that's exactly what we're prepared to do. We're just going to go down there and walk through the, walk through kind of the, the, the process and, you know, just kind of talk through the different organizational kind of piles that we're going to need to make. And then once we're done with all that, they have hired a company to come in and do the packing, somebody to handle the estate, you know, sale, right. which by the way, will be online under the, today's circumstances. And so whatever doesn't sell, then the estate people will take with them. So we've got somebody to handle that. We have obviously somebody who will come in and box everything and move them. Um, they're moving into a place that is wonderful, full of activities. I think they're going to love it. Once they get through this part, 
they'll be able to just settle in nicely to their new home and it will all be great. And it's an exciting time for them because I think they're going to love the lifestyle over there. It's just getting through this part. So, yeah. um, yeah. And they're, so and they're both I'll still, be. they're both still active. And the one Very thing they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll be able to do, which is exactly what I just finished doing is they can always get in the car and go back and drive to the old neighborhood and look around and see what's going on. Uh, we we both started talking about about this going home, and I just did it this past weekend. I went back up north because uh, my high school is being torn down after 105 years. Oh wow! Uh, and it had a very very rich history, both in athletics and academics, and all over those decades. Uh, and this past weekend, uh, some organizers put together what they called the Last Look reunion. Uh, and people from from twenty different uh, classes. We had we had people there from the class, if you can believe this, from the class of nineteen forty five. There was awesome. there was a person there from nineteen forty five. He's in well into his mid nineties. Uh, was there up to uh, some graduates from nineteen seventy five, and they all attended. They had a presentation from the grand great grandson of the architect of the school. Uh, that talked about, you know, the old days when the school was brand new and what it's gone through and the, and and it was it was a fascinating weekend, but it gave me an opportunity when you know that there's that old phrase you can never go back. Yeah, you can. It may be different, but you can go back. I drove. We we, we drove back up there. Uh, went back to our old neighborhood in Illinois where we raised our our kids. And the house that we lived in is still there. You know, the shrubbery is different. Uh, some things are are different. The structure of the house, which also was a hundred year old house, wow. is still still there, still the same. Drove to the neighborhood I grew up in, and my parents lived in for almost seventy years, and still a, a vital neighborhood. And it's fun because you, you probably you probably find yourself doing this too. When you drive through your old neighborhood, you don't know who lives in any of those houses today. But you go through and you say, "Oh yeah, that's where the where the Joneses lived, and that's where the Smiths lived, and you know, oh that's where the the, the you know the the kids that I used to play on the playground with." And that neighborhood still exists, and it is so much fun to go back in those memories and to recall all of those things, and then get together with with you know, your classmates from high school, that was, that was a real hoot. We had a great let time. Me, let me, let me, before you get on to your experiences with your classmates, I have to ask you though. So when you went and saw your old high school, first of all, I have to ask you, why are they tearing it down? Progress. Uh, what they've done is they've determined that, you know, in, in, in our heyday, when we were growing up there, they built and built like, like where we live here in Frisco, uh, eight years ago, when we moved here, I think there was three high schools Maybe right. four high schools. Now we're up to number ten. Well, right. we I grew up during that in industrial revolution after World War II, the baby boomers, and they couldn't build those those elementary schools and and high school fast enough. Well, now they've gotten to the point where the population is diminishing up in the, in those industrial areas, uh, and so what they've done is they they're tear, tearing down three 
old high schools and consolidating them into one new massive school, which is going to be middle school through high school. So it's going to be one large, large facility. What they did was the old school, the new school is being built on what used to be the parking lot and uh, 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 football field for the the uh, existing high school. Once that's finished, they'll tear down the old high school, and that's going to be the new parking lot. And then they have other other area for the athletics. But I went to a high school that back in the mid-60s dominated sports in the state of of Indiana. Uh, And it was just phenomenal going down the – as I say, the school is – is a shell of what it was now because they've already started taking everything off the walls and out of the rooms, but they took a lot of the old photographs and they took them off the wall and they lined them up down the the main hallway uh, and all against the lockers so everybody can go by. And every weekend they're having these tours for people to go back and see the old high school. And it's, it's a shame that they have to tear down a, 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 what I think should have been uh, kept and improved as a historical site. But again, that's progress. Uh, yeah. And you, you find that some of these old, old schools, like old buildings, right. you know, they, it's, it's more cost effective to tear it down and build new than it is to try and upgrade. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Well, so, and then you said, so you said that when you went back, it was fun and you, you used the word fun and all that. Like I have revisited family. I have revisited my old stomping grounds before I've gone back to my old home in New Jersey. And I've gone back to my old home in Houston. I even got to go into that house, the one in Houston, and they had made all kinds of changes to it, knocked down walls, redefined rooms, added on and whatnot. So Uh that was, and then Phil and I have even gone back and revisited some of our old homes with our children. And for me, it tugged at my heart a little bit. I didn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't, it was, it was, it was sweet, nice. And it was wonderful to see that the home still stood and like those types of feelings were, were good. But then it, it just made me a little melancholy. I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't like necessarily a walk away uplifting experience. I just felt like I missed those times <laughs> more than anything. You're, you're right. But I mean, I think it probably would have been if, if we had gone back to either of the homes that we lived in, in that area uh, and seen that it had been torn down, that, that really would have been, you know, uh, hard to, to accept, to know that it's still there. And we did, we unfortunately did not have the opportunity to, to knock on the door and say, Hey, I used to live here. Uh, and granted, they probably did do some, some upgrading. Uh, I couldn't tell from my childhood home that the house had been upgraded. The, the two huge oak trees that were in the front yard are still there. Um, and probably will be forever. They are absolutely Mm -hmm. massive in size, but all the other landscaping around the front of the house and all has all been, been taken out and removed. But the one thing they did was they upgraded the garage in the back. Our gra- the garage used to have a little sitting area that was a screened-in porch. Well, those screens were falling apart for years and years and years, and the people must have enclosed it and put new siding. 
around the garage. So you, you saw some of that, some of those upgrades. But just to drive down the streets of the old town that you grew up in, you probably see this when you go back to New Jersey. Almost everything is the same, but you still go by and you say, the dress shop used to be there and the movie theater used to be there and we used to go to that that building for candy and, and there used to be a restaurant over on that. I think that's part a part of our, our psyche is to go back and refresh those old memories and, and, and to, to remember it. And it's all completely because it could be all boarded up and some of it's torn down, but it's still memories reminds me of that bruce springsteen song uh, my home your your hometown yeah you know, mm-hmm. it's, you, know you talk about it it's going to happen i mean nothing nothing can stay the same that long absolutely uh, and it's interesting because you and i are talking about going back to family homes where we once lived years and you know jet you know Decades ago. Right. Um, but you can have that same feeling even going back home after just being away for a even short period of time. And I, I use my girls as an example because we were driving in the car just the other day, the three of us, me, Elizabeth and Emily. And Elizabeth, you know, they've both been at college for the year with occasional trips back home, whatnot. But for the most part, you know, they're gone for big chunks of time. And of course, when you're living in an area like Frisco, where you could go to the grocery store and drive home and a new building has been built in your backyard. I mean, the growth here is just constant. But Emily said, Elizabeth, we were driving and Elizabeth said, gosh, what is that over there? It was a new building, a business building or something had just been constructed. And Emily said, well, you know, Emily now has been, had just finished her fourth year at college. So she's been coming and going from home to college life. And she's starting to see some of those changes. And she said, Elizabeth, get used to this. She said, because while you're at school, when you come home, everything's just going to look different to you almost each and every time you come home. It's going to look different. Um, It it might not be here in Frisco. There is a lot of construction. So it's it, it will probably be different in a big way, more obvious way. But even just being away for little chunks of time and coming back, things just look different. Mrs. Jones redid her landscaping or, you know, the convenience store down the street that you used to go to close or whatever. So, you know, it doesn't have to be years and years ago. You can just go away for a little bit of time. You're right. It may, may only be a decade or so, but, but uh, even, even where we live now, there used to be this little French restaurant over here in that building. Now, then it, then it's closed and it became a, a taco restaurant. Uh, then that, that closed, and now it's a burger place. But you go through and you remember what it was originally, and then you start th- saying, well, you remember when we used to go there for this this food or that food? So right. you know, it doesn't have to be 100 years old. It can it can be 10 or 20 years ago that, that things have changed. The buildings may still be there. The area may still be there and thriving, but businesses come and go, and so things are, are, are changed. Did, did y'all have, um, I'm looking here, Carvel by any chance? Yes, we did. Actually, Carvel was more in, I remember Carvel from New Jersey. That's where, where, that's where I'm, and that's me. I was born, I was born in New Jersey and I used to go back there every summer to stay with my grandparents. And I remember, I remember Carvel ice cream originally from, from there. We never had Carvel uh, until, oh, 
just maybe the last 20 years uh, up in, in the Midwest. Okay, uh, Dairy, yeah. Dairy Queen was just huge in the Midwest and it still is. Yeah, yeah. So tell us now, because you were about to tell us of uh, about them running into, so it sounds like a lot of people went back for this, uh, what did they call it again? It was called the Last Look Reunion. I love that. So and, what, and a lot the, of people, it was well attended? It was very well attended. There were three things. On Friday night, we had a pizza party at a, at a, at a, a place, and there were probably a, well over 100 uh, classmates that were there. And, and again, when I say classmates, that was basically 62 to 65. Okay. There was that, that was that, that, that group of, of classes. Uh, then the next morning at the school, there were well over 350 people that wow. were in the auditorium for the presentations. And then we broke into groups of about 20 and they had the, the current class of uh, uh, high school seniors uh, and from the National Honor Society uh, that took each of the groups and 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 led us all through the school and it was it was th a three story high school and it was fun going for everywhere from the the science and physics labs that were up on the third floor and honestly I got to tell you it's the same equipment that is in there that was in there fifty years ago <laughs> the same sink the same beakers everything sitting on the tables. But then we went through the main the main hall and went down to where the remodeled cafeteria was. But we also had an indoor swimming pool, uh, and that is still wow. there. It's been remodeled and refurbished over the years. But we also had extremely strong swimming teams, and we the one the one comment that came up as we went down to the to the bottom level and went through the the pool is we all remembered that. When you when we took swimming class in high school, there were no bathing suits. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you took um, swimming class, the 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 boys all swam in the nude, and then you you'd go into shower up and get get dressed and go to the next class. You're and kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. There has to be some it, somewhere in there something illegal. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that they they the health department many years later said, you know what? I think the kids all have to now when they competed. Yeah, they they, they, they wore swimming suits, but the the classes. <laughs> we, Stuart, we did, I, we I've never not. heard. Are you sure that you remember? Now, I don't remember exactly. whether the girl the the girl the girls wore wore uh, speedo type suits or whatever they were called back in the '60s, but the the, the boys we just. Didn't have suits, just jump. There were there were six lanes, and you you jump in and you swim to the other side and swim back and get out and throw a towel around you. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. I can't even imagine. <laughs> uh, but those were the days, folks, and Whoa. that's that's what going to reunions is all about because. We just spent, and then that's the Saturday night. There were about 130 of us that went to a, a a nice restaurant that's been around for about 80 years, and we all shared a dinner. And yours truly got to MC the the evening, and I had an oh, absolute ball awesome. uh, doing it. They did have a, a a breakfast the next morning, but we we hit the road. But you know how how. We think when we get into our older years, all of a sudden you can't remember where you left your car keys 
and and you you start to get this borderline dementia, boy, you go back to to places where you were 50, 60 years ago. It's amazing. We started talking about the movies, and we could remember all the actors and actresses that were in the movies. We we were talking about the cast of some of the high school plays. It was it's so much fun, and I encourage I encourage all of our viewers and listeners. Uh, if you get that email or that that letter in the mail that says we're having a 20, 30, 40, 50 year reunion, do yourself a favor and sign up and go because it's it is so much fun. And granted, some of us are walking around very easily. Uh, there were a lot of our classmates that were were needed needed assistance with walkers or canes. Uh, some you know have had it tougher than others some uh, have have been fighting fighting uh, uh you know debilitating diseases for years uh but boy when you all get together and and share those memories and everything it's like everything is all erased everybody everybody and we all had had our our high school graduation pictures on a lanyard so you found yourself walking around because you knew these people were in your class, but you didn't recognize them. And you'd see their high school graduation picture. You'd say, Carol, oh, I remember you. Yeah, we had lit together, you know, or we, we, we were in the same science class. You know, how are you? And you share those old memories. It's absolutely thrilling. It sounds like you had a great experience. How long were you there the whole time? I mean, for the whole trip. We were we were only in in uh, in Hammond there for two and a half days. Uh-huh. And then then we went on to to visit my sister in Indianapolis, and we were in Indianapolis on Sunday. We spent Sunday Sunday night. We were watching the weather back here in in uh, Texas, and they were talking about storms and hail and high winds. And so we got on the road early on Monday morning, planning on getting past a little past Memphis. And as we were on the road, we kept hearing about what was coming into our area. We stayed on the road. We drove straight through 14 hours from Indianapolis to to, to home. Wow. Got up the next day on, on Tuesday for all of these storms and hail, and we had nothing here. Yeah. I know. But, but, you know. We very often here, you know, we kind of – it was all south of the city. Yeah. Prepare. And it does sometimes seem to either split or shift or whatever, but yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. So like, you know, I love that experience for you. My, my old high school, I spent my early years in New Jersey, but then I spent my later childhood years, teenage years, I should say in Houston. And so my high school is still standing and still there. And they've expanded and they've just built onto that school. Having said that, like my school still stands, but a couple other high schools have been uh, taken down. And then the student population has been kind of, you know, moved around the district. Yeah. But my, my school. So, and, and I go back and I look at it and I just go down memory lane. I, I took the kids actually not too long ago and I took them up. It's a three story building, Stratford high school three-story building and I took them up to the third floor stair staircase and there was a big wall kind of a half wall around the top of the staircase and that was the third floor stairs and that was you you, you only could hang out up on the third floor stairs if you were a senior that's where all the seniors got to kind of hang out you 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 would never as a freshman or a sophomore 
maybe if you were a cool junior and maybe you were friends with some seniors or dating a senior or whatever connection you might have to the third floor stairs, you could go hang out up there. But it was almost like a, it was almost like a rite of passage. It was like a tradition. <laughs> it was kind of like the third floor stairs. And you knew that those were the, you know, kind of the cool and the seniors and the whatever, the older student popular. So I told the kids when I took them, I took them up the stairs. I said, oh, the third floor stairs. And they're just kind of looking at me like, what? I mean, it's just, I said, no, this was, this was the place to be right here, the third floor stairs. And uh, they still look the same. The school still looks the same. But as I just walked around the building, it just, it just memories that memories that I hadn't thought about in years, just all of a sudden just were triggered. Oh, this right. hallway here, this, this hallway here, or this is, you know, we're coach side this is, and it was, it was a fun experience for me. That was a fun experience for me, kind of to your point, because the school's still there. It still is. And I even see on Facebook now, somebody posted a Stratford Senior Prom. So I still even get to see some activity on Facebook now, which is kind of nice. I don't know if you ever saw updates um, you know, from your high school that you just visited, but social media, social media is keeping us a little bit connected to our past too, right? Right, and 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 our social media has been showing how they have been, you know, uh, moving the students now because they're going to be the last graduating class is is only a couple of weeks away from graduating, and a lot they've condensed a lot of the the classes into fewer areas. Like the third the third floor, there were no desks in mo most of the rooms up there because they've brought everything down to the lower two floors for the for the the closing of the school, but. My my greatest memories. I walked into school, and a lot of us, we got onto the main floor, and you'd walk down the hall. Oh, that's where the bookstore used to be, or that's where so and so's office used to be. But the one that that got me was I walked up the main stairs, and I turned to the right and walked to the second door on the left, and that was Mister Freeling's office. Mister Freeling was the disciplinarian. He was an assistant principal. And if you got into trouble, you were sent to Mr. Freeling's office. That office is still there. The detention area in that office is still there. And I could even point to the desk that I spent so much of my high school time in because I got to know Mr. Freeling, the disciplinary principal, more than any other teacher <laughs> in, in the wow. whole, whole school. And I clearly remember that there was a Friday afternoon that I went in. I was sent to see Mr. Freeling on a Friday afternoon, and I walk into his office, and he says to me, Stuart, I honestly was afraid that an entire week was going to go by that I didn't see you in my office. <laughs> um, I made it on a Friday afternoon and was in detention and had to sit there for an extra hour or two. <laughs> but You bad boy. Those were some of my high school memories. <laughs> hey, but by the way, before we go any further, I got something I got to show you, and I will connect with you and get and get this to you. But this, this, this is for you. Oh, look at that! Did you get this, yourself? This a was the final four. What makes what makes this this shirt special for you was my sister got this for you. At Lucas Oil Stadium, the site of the 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 tournament. Oh wow! So this came from the actual from the actual venue. Oh, 
That and I will get that awesome. to you. And I'm even having my my coffee in my final four mug. Look at you. <laughs> so, but th but that was actually from the on site. So you'll That's have really because that, she was there, right? She was she worked the tournament, the whole tournament. So she was right there, right so down. So I have to ask, who was she rooting for? Right. Well, you know, she she was just going back and forth and all. But as as the teams, well, Baylor was uh, not Baylor. Butler was in it from Indianapolis, and so she was. Uh -huh. But they went out in one of the early rounds. Right. But uh, I told her, I told her, keep your eyes on Baylor, and also <laughs> she did. And and my brother in law, uh, and all there in Indianapolis actually got a degree at Baylor. So he was he wow. was pushing for Baylor the whole time. Awesome. Too. I tell you what, Scott Drew, they are singing his praises in the news today, right? It, almost yep. every morning we open up the paper to see something about Scott Scott Drew, how people are flooding to to be on his team and just, you know, talking about how he rebuilt Baylor's basketball program and this and that. Yeah, I still love what, when they did the interview with him and when he came out, what, what about, was it about 10 years ago or so? Uh, that, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, and all, yeah. and, and when they asked him, you know, uh, how do you, how do you plan to rebuild the program? And he says, it isn't a matter of, will I build the program? He says, I want a championship. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm accepting this job today to bring you a championship. And I want to say, Stuart, I want to say that was like 20 years ago, wasn't it? It's, I I don't remember, but just I remember they they yeah. played that 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 part that says I will bring Baylor a championship and yeah. now and now they're saying to him what do you, what do you do for an encore well <laughs> let's go for back to back <laughs> yeah exactly um, well I love the T shirt and I love your mug yep and so you know it 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 will be it will be yours but that's that's also part of that Thank that you. traveling traveling back you travel back in your memories and you travel back in time so you know we're talking about like high schools and homes and whatever but did have you ever i have have you ever gone back to one of either your old elementary schools or an old elementary school of one of your kids uh yeah and, and it's funny because it's it's like the same the same path the uh, I had to travel to an elementary school when I was a kid because, at, as as I said, we were in a big growth spurt. And then they finally built an elementary school when I was in fourth grade that was, I want to say, a half a mile from my house. So fourth grade, I went there, but it was only for fourth and fifth and sixth grade. And then we went to what it was called a junior high back then. Right. That's and that was for seventh and eighth. And then you went to high school for nine through twelve. Well, my old that that elementary school is gone. They did the same thing. They built a, a more modern school right behind it and tore down the one that I went to in, in fourth in fourth grade. Uh, my kids, the grade school that was there when we moved into Flossmore, Illinois, in, in, in when they were were young. That was only for a couple of years, and then they tore that school down, and the kids went to another school. So it was always that that progress because the population was exploding, and you know the the schools they they either didn't have the land to expand the existing school, so they would find a plot of land that they could build a new school. Uh, but when you just drive through those towns, there's now a beautiful park where. 
my son's elementary school was. Uh, but you still drive around that park and you say, oh, you remember, you remember Levitt Avenue School? You used to sit right there where the park is. And so that's that's the part of the memories. Lauren is from the south side of Chicago. And we generally like to drive around her old neighborhood, which has changed in many, many ways over the years. But you, that's that's part of the fun of going back and revisiting, whether it's revisiting your old hometowns or maybe it was just revisiting a city or a town that you used to visit when you were young. It's fun to go back and see who's there and who's not there anymore. Yeah. Because it, it like I said, our, our, our Saturday evening dinner was in a restaurant that is probably the last, the last dinosaur of a family owned restaurant uh, that's back in that area. There used to be another one uh, uh, further North up by Lake Michigan uh, and all, but that's, that's been gone for about five or, or six years. But this restaurant Teebles, uh, has been there since the twenties. Uh, so, you know, it, they're, they're over a hundred years old now and still serving the same food. There's that cat again. <laughs> Hi. I, I honestly don't know. No, that's, Elizabeth, they, that's still Elizabeth's cat. That's my cat, Rocky. Oh, that's your cat, Rocky. And oh. then Ruka's flying around here somewhere. That's Emily's cat. <laughs> but not in Rocky's way. Well, I think that's why he just came up here. He he gets to higher ground when she's messing with him. So, well, she's actually I see her now on the on the on a chair in here, whatever. Cats are funny with when I don't know when when computers turn on, they like to they like to have their moment the light, lights from the screen and everything. I don't know. And also the fact that you're talking to somebody else and you're not paying any attention to them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I went back to um I went back to my old elementary school uh, years ago in New Jersey. And um, well, I actually went to my old one in Houston as well. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's funny because you know how people say everything just seems so small. And what I remember as just this big school and I was, you know, at that time, little Vaughn Catuzzi and I was, I, going to get lost going from math to English or whatever. And, you know, I go back and I look at these schools and I'm like, how did I ever think that I could get lost in this little building? Like, you know, but back then it was just like this big, scary kind of, you know, space. And, uh, you know, it just all seemed so small and, you know, not intimidating the way I remember it to be. <laughs> I don't remember my high school so much like that, but, when I have gone back to revisit my elementary schools, that's the first thing that usually hits me is, wow, this is not the way I remember it. Probably because we were just so much younger then. The one thing we kept saying uh, uh, as we were walking through the school was it was a three, as I say, three-story school, uh, large. We had probably about 3,000 students in, in the high school back in the heyday. And we kept saying, how did we ever get from the class on the third floor north to our second period class, which was down on the first floor south, you, you had like five minutes between classes. That bell would ring, and you, if your class was from the north end of the school to the south end of the school, you had to hustle to get there and get, oh, yeah. get in your seat. 
in time. And wondered how did we ever accomplish that? <laughs> I, I, you know, and especially when you wanted to chat along the way. Yeah. I mean, because I always, I always, I mean, they, I think they, I want to say they gave us what eight minutes in between classes, maybe seven. Oh, we had five. You had to remember that you had five. Uh, we all remembered that it was only five minutes. And why didn't they ever increase that? Because yeah. if you had to stop at your locker and it switch switch books or something, now you had to figure out how I got two minutes to get to my locker. I got one right. minute to switch books, and now I got two minutes to get to the next class. Yeah, it was not enough. They didn't give you enough time to really like because you're you're right. If you ever had to get to a uh, to a if you had to go back to sometimes if you had a little time, you would bring the books with you for the following class. You know, but. But if ever you wanted to meet up with your, you know, your girlfriends or your boyfriend or whatever, you right, run back up to your locker and, you know, and, just. And we didn't have backpacks in those days. You carried your your books under under your arm. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, there were there were a couple of geeks back then that used to have briefcases that used to put a lot of their stuff in briefcases and carry that. But that was kind of uncool. So you you carried your books and your paper and your tablets and your 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 pencil box or whatever in in your arms. And yeah. also, you know, if you had to stop and go to the bathroom, you were pretty much in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Phil's just chiming in. He at his school, he had a seven minutes. He remembers he had seven. And I think I remember that I had more than um, five as well. I want to say I had, I probably had seven too. Yeah, but we, we were we were, we were under the gun, and and the the bell would go off, and then if you'd get you'd get a a a, a, a I don't remember what they they called it. They would issue up like a pink slip or something. You would get if you were if you were tardy. That was yes. the word in in those days. You were tardy. Yes, you were talking. The, the only advantage was that you know, with the, with the last name Sachs, they usually most of the classes were alphabetical. So if your last name began with an A or a B, you were in the front row. Well, with a Sachs, I could come in through the back door and everything. And and if you were running a little late, you could sometimes just weasel in and get to your seat before the teacher would notice that you were late. <laughs> well, not me. I was Katuzi. You I were a right, C, so you were I up, was up right front. up there. Yep. <laughs> yep, I was right up there. But well, we are uh, going to Houston this weekend, or well, coming up here this coming week. And I might just take the girls by the the old. I've taken them to my high school. I have not taken them to my elementary school. And our school was set up like yours. We had elementary one through five, and then we had middle school or junior high six through eight. And then we had high school one through twelve. So ours was like yours. So I've taken them to my high school. But I've not taken them to my elementary or junior high, which I think I might. I might after this conversation, I might just have to swing by with them. Yeah, it's it it's it's great to to share those memories with them. And but the the more the more that you share with them, the more that you're going to remember and yes. see. And oh, I used to do this, and I used to do that. Yes, definitely. It it's. It's fun. And I have actually a lot of friends of mine who, who stayed in Houston or just really people I know, and I can see them on Facebook or whatnot. I have a lot of them who stayed in Houston. I mean, we, I moved pretty much right away out of the Houston area, Philadelphia, Dallas, New Jersey, back to Dallas. So I kind of moved away, but 
I have friends who stayed there and now their children go to uh, our schools. And I think that's kind of cool. The, the one post that I was telling you about the, the senior prom, it was actually a girl I knew in high school, her daughter was attending the senior Stratford senior prom and that was kind of neat. So that's kind of neat if you stay in an area long enough to where then your kids go through the same, you know, schools and businesses and restaurants and ice cream places and, and get to go to those places that you grew up going to. We moved away. So our kids didn't have that opportunity. Yeah, Well, you know, they say I, my high school, I mean, there was, you know, sometimes there were maybe five, six generations that went through that, that school. Yeah. That's and I wish the new, I wish the new school all the best of luck. Uh, but, but the Hammond high wildcats, a month from now are going to be history. And I think they're, the new school is called Hammond Central and it's going to be the Hammond Central Wolves or something. There was a big controversy about whether they were going to be named the Wildcats again. And a lot of people said, hey, you know, that that part of it you don't get to keep. That goes down with the bricks. <laughs> oh. oh, I yeah. Well, but, hopefully they'll do some kind of, I don't know, maybe some kind of, a mural or something or of the school or something that keeps its memory alive. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked about maybe once they get the school down and they put the parking lot in that maybe five years from now, we'll all get together and we'll, we'll build a bonfire in the parking lot like we used to in high school and there all get go. together for, for that. But there you, know, you go. The, the building, the building can be taken down, but your traditions can that, live on forever. The, the memories remain forever. And I yeah, and, and again, I encourage all of our watchers and listeners to take advantage of those memories and nostalgia. And if you have the opportunity to go back to your hometown sometime just to revisit and all do it. It is so much fun to remember where, you know, everything either still is or where it was. And and Sounds I wish good. you the best of luck this weekend to, to you. your folks and all in their relocation and uh, and uh, you know work, work you'll get a good workout moving bend at the knees I'm sure yeah and and I'll, and you may still be down there next week so uh, you may be uh, skating out for next next week's show but maybe Lauren will jump into your uh, co-hosting seat. Uh, but just uh, take care of my my regards to your folks. Thank and, you so much. And I'll get the T-shirt to you when when you thank get back. Thank you. Oh, tell your sister <laughs> thank you. That was so sweet. I I sure will. And that'll that. do it for another edition of something to talk about. Uh, join us again next week. And if you want more information about Christine Dean at DFW Networking Diva, or or from Irving Chung, uh, who is the franchise specialist and consultant, and I'll. Email me, go onto the website, we'll connect you with them. And I'll, until then, we'll see you and be well. Take care. Bye. Bye.